morning, wherever you are, and welcome to the Book Collector podcast. Today, June the 15th, 2020, bookshops in the UK are open for the first time in three months, and to mark the occasion, we at the Book Collector thought an account of a phantom book sale would be in order. The article is entitled The Library of Count de Fortes, 1840. It was published in number six of the Book Collector's Quarterly in June 1932 and was written by William Blades, the famous bibliographer and printer who largely founded the St. Bride Typographical Library. Having been born in 1824, he will have had direct knowledge of the events. The article is read by myself, James Fleming. Ever since Rabelais' famous catalogue of the choice books in the Library of St. Victor, Book 2, Chapter 7, bibliography has had its humorous side, its hoaxes and its sarcasms no less amusing to the initiated and requiring no more explanation to make them generally intelligible than the professional jokes of the lawyer and the physician. Nor can it be objected to bibliographical jokes that they tend more to what are technically termed facetiae than the witticisms of the other learned and honourable professions just alluded to. At all events, the well-read bibliographer wishes to know of them, and the general reader, if he is endowed with a sense of humour, cannot but be entertained. Prominent among them is the library of the Count de Fortes, which will form the subject of this article. In the year 1840, the book collectors in Europe were greatly excited by the publication of the sale catalogue of the Count J.N.A. de Fortes. This little volume of only 14 pages contained a list of the books which formed the Count's collection, composed of only 52 articles, but each of them unique. The Count would keep no book in his collection if he found it mentioned by any bibliographer. No wonder the bibliographical world was excited. The sale was to take place in the office of a notary at Banche, an insignificant village of Belgium. It is said that Brunet, Naudier, Techner, Renoir and other bibliophiles of Paris met in the stagecoach, each one having hoped to steal away unnoticed and have the game all to himself. Monsieur Castien of Lille, who was greatly interested in the treasures of this sale, particularly in number 142, a work published by Castamer of Tournay, relating to the Belgian Revolution of 1830, the entire edition of which, 2,000 copies, had been suppressed except this one copy, took the precaution to make some inquiries as he was passing through Tournay concerning this book and called on the publisher. Monsieur Castamer had forgotten it, but his foreman recollected it perfectly, and the author, Monsieur Charles Lecoq. Octave Delapierre, a bibliographer well known in London, wrote thus to the auctioneer Monsieur, je vous prie d'acheter pour mon compte les numéros suivants dans la vente de Monsieur le Comte de Fortas, dont vous avez en la complaisance de m'envoyer un catalogue. Vous pouvez me transmettre contre remboursement ce que vous avez acheté, par la diligence. Ou le chemin de fer, votre dévoué serviteur au de la pierre. Numéro 136, 47 et 197. 
The Baron de Reifenberg, then the director of the Royal Library of Brussels, asked for an appropriation to purchase some of these treasures, which was granted. Omitting from his list numbers 12, 35, 48, 55, 83, 109 and 167 as being rather too free for a public library. One enthusiastic bookseller made the journey to Bash from Amsterdam only to see number 75, Corpus Juris Civilis, printed by the Elseviers on vellum. The Princess de Ligne, anxious to destroy the record of her ancestors' achievements, and to protect the reputation of the grandmothers of the best families in the state, wrote to Monsieur Voisin to buy number 48 at any price. Achetez, je vous en conjure, à tout prix les sorties de notre polisson de Grombert. The Roxburgh Club was represented, and, singularly enough, every book from the catalogue appealed with peculiar force to the taste of some distinguished collector and each one was the fortunate possessor of a catalogue through the post. M. F. M. Crozet of Paris sent heavy commissions for numbers 52 and 63, which he was anxious to obtain for the Royal Library, while the Belgian minister, Monsieur Van der Veer, was so anxious to get numbers 7, 8, 12, 36, 47, 64, 78 and 142 that his commission was without limit. Tetchner, the celebrated bookseller of Paris, while sending his bids, says in his letter that he rather suspected a joke, but that nevertheless he thought it best to be on the right side. Numerous other commissions would have been sent had not many interested persons determined to attend the sale personally. Some persons asserted that the books were not all unique. One gentleman indeed claimed to own himself a copy of several of them. Still, if not absolutely unique, they were so near it that the enthusiasm of the purchasers increased as the time drew near. When, the day before the sale, the newspapers of Brussels contained a notice that the bibliographical world would learn with regret that the library of the Count de Fortsas would not be sold, that the town of Bange, having resolved to keep it together in honour of its collector, their townsman, had bought it entire and that henceforth it would form part of the public library of Bash. The town of Bash, buying a collection of bibliographical rarities for its public library, each one of which was worth almost a small fortune. Ha! The force of hoaxing could go no further, for the whole affair was a hoax. The Count de Fotsas was a myth. His chateau, his passion and success in bibliographical pursuits were apocryphal. The unique treasures of his collection notwithstanding the gentleman who had duplicates, had no other existence than in this little catalogue, which itself has become a rarity and curiosity in the field of bibliography. The author of this most witty and successful practical joke was Monsieur René Chalon of Brussels, one of the authors of the annulaire Agatopédique at Social. Imprimé par les presses iconographiques à la congrève de l'ordre des agathopédiques chez A. Labrou et compagnie, cycle 4, octavo, a work which we commend to all discreet lovers of literature who believe that on heaven's road the better half is past when we have learned to laugh. Monsieur Chalon is said to have gone to Bache himself to attend the sale 
and to have professed among the inquiring bibliophiles whom he met upon the road to have had the pleasure of a long personal acquaintance with the Count. There is a tradition that the good people of Bash, seeing their town invaded by a rusty and serious-looking set of strangers, who were all inquiring for the office of a notary who had no existence, began to suspect some plot against the liberties of the state or some other of the theoretical abstractions which exist in Europe, and gravely consulted about the propriety of putting as many of them as they could under confinement until the authorities could be informed upon the matter. Besides the intrinsic interest attaching to this catalogue from its ingenuity and plausibility, being in no part overdone, its rarity, only 100 copies having been printed, gives it a value in Europe. The following is the preface to the catalogue. Almost all the libraries formed during the past 50 years have been slavishly based upon the bibliographie instructive of Debure. The consequence has been that the works presented by Debure as rare or curious have been sought for, exhumed, preserved by amateurs, and are actually everywhere met as foundations of collections, so that, in point of fact, in the matter of old books, nothing is so common as rarities. A taste entirely opposed to this slavishness, the idea of a genuinely exclusive bibliomaniac has, on the other hand, presided over the choice of the unique collection now offered for sale. The Count de Fortius admitted upon his shelves only works unknown to all bibliographers and catalogists. It was his invariable rule, a rule from which he never departed. With such a system, it is easy to conceive that the collection formed by him, although during 40 years he devoted considerable sums to it, could not be very numerous. But what it will be difficult to believe is that he pitilessly expelled from his shelves books for which he had paid their weight in gold, volumes which would have been the pride of the most fastidious amateurs as soon as he learnt that a work up to that time unknown had been noticed in any catalogue. This sad discovery was indicated upon his manuscript list in a column devoted to this purpose by these words, mentioned in such and such a work, etc., and then sold, given away, or oh, incredible if we did not know to what extent the passion of exclusive collectors could go, destroyed! The publication of the Nouvelle Recherche of Brunet was a severe blow for our bibliomaniac, and one which, without doubt, contributed to hasten his end. It made him lose at once the third of his cherished library. After that, he seemed disgusted with books and with life. He did not make a single further acquisition, but the bulletin of Techner from time to time still further thinned the already decimated ranks of his sacred battalion. Jean... Nefomusen Auguste Pichot, Comte de Fortas, born the 29th of October 1770 at his Chateau de Fortas near Bange in Hainaut, died in the place of his birth and in the chamber in which he first saw the light 69 years before, the 1st of September 1839. Devoted entirely to his books, he had seen, or rather he had not seen, Thirty years of revolutions and wars passed by without abandoning for a moment his favourite occupation, without, as it were, going out from his sanctuary. For him the device should have been 
Vitam impendere libris. Life is made for books. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, you simply must subscribe to The Book Collector at www.thebookcollector.co.uk. Only £70 for a whole year. That's cheaper than Netflix. For that, you'll receive our splendid quarterly issues filled with erudite articles, reviews, book news, auction results and more. At the same time, you'll be able to browse our vast digital archive at your leisure. That's nearly 70 years of bibliophilic treasure. www.thebookcollector.co.uk is the place to find us. Don't delay. Subscribe today.